What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Victoria, and I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Real Talk with Miss V. This is where we're going to talk about faith, life, love, and everything in between. So wherever you're at right now, get comfortable and let's talk. Praise the Lord, beautiful people, and welcome back to Real Talk with Miss V. I'm your girl, Victoria, your host, the one and only Mrs. V, and I'm excited to bring you a brand new episode. We've got some exciting things coming up for December, and we're going to kick off the first Monday here uh, with a topic that I promised we'd be speaking about. But before that, I just want to say it's December, y'all. Like we are in the final month of 2022. And it's been a year. Like it has been a year, a lot of change, a lot of some ups, some downs, uh, more ups, I think, for me uh, this year. Uh, and I'm just thanking God for that. So what are you thankful for? What what has this year taught you? I know a lot of times we go into uh, the new year with like some resolutions and, you know, things we're going to change and things we want to do better and, you know, this and that. Uh, so what has this year looked like for you? I want to hear from you. I want to hear from the listeners. What what has Miss V brought to your life? What has this podcast done for your life? And, you know, I just want to make sure that what we're talking about, the content that you're hearing, the conversation that we're having, I just want to make sure that it's it's uplifting to you, that this is not just something you do just to pass the time, but that, you know, listening to Real Talk with Miss V has added, you know, blessing and, and added richness and goodness to your life. So let me know, send me a message, write in the comment. I don't know where that even is, um, but just holler at your girl. Let me know how how has this podcast helped you in the year 2022 and what are you hoping um, to see and to hear uh, going into 2023? So yeah, this this year has been it's been great. Again, I said there's some there's been some highs and some lows, but uh overall I'm very thankful for this this year and all that God has shown me and done in me and through me. And as one songwriter said, he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be, okay? <laughs> Can I get an amen? Amen. So, yeah, I'm just excited about a new year. I, I just know that God has Again, great things in store. And beyond that, I know that uh, I have decided to, you know, present a better me for my family, for myself, for my church family, for my friends, for my immediate family, for my added bonus family. I just want to be a better version of myself. And so uh, with the help of the Lord, with the help of the Lord, with uh, consistency, like we talked about last week, um, with just, you know, setting, setting, a plan in front of me and sticking to it, I know that I can achieve that. So yeah, we're, we're happy December. We're going into a new month and pretty soon into a new year, uh, which feels like a, a fresh page and a new season. Uh, and we're not talking about seasons today, but 
just know that, you know, January 1, you know, you can start today. You don't have to wait till January 1, January 1st. But January 1st is like, it's just, a, it's a fresh, it's a fresh start, you know, that always feels like a fresh start. And January 1st, 2023 falls on a Sunday. So my advice, go to church, wake up, wash your face, take a shower, feel refreshed, put on a nice whatever pair of jeans, a dress, a skirt, a shirt, a sweater, whatever. Put on some clothes, some clean clothes, and get your butt to church. Start the new year. Listen, start the new year off right. I love, I love, love, love to end the year in church, like New Year's Eve services, watch night services. I enjoy that. I love being with the people that I get to do life with and and completing the year in, in the house of the Lord. There's just something about it. I've been going to New Year's Eve services and watch night services for the past, I don't even know, like probably seven years or so now, uh, maybe longer. I don't even know. Um, and I'm, I'll tell you, like, Ending off the year like with worship, with the people that you love, the people that you serve with, it's just your family. It, it's 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 like nothing else. I mean, I love to like put out a spread and have some hors d'oeuvres and you know some some non alcoholic bubbly. <laughs> Praise God. Um, but I also enjoy just being in the house of the Lord and just worshiping with my people. So yeah, end the year off right, but definitely start the year off right. Go to church on Sunday. I don't care how you feel. Even if you were up, turn, turned all the way up on New Year's Eve, get up in the morning and get your butt to church. Amen? Amen. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just we're gonna jump right in. Okay. Uh, I spoke last week about what did we speak about last week? Oh, what now? Oh, that was a good episode. I even I listened to it again and I was like, girl, that was good stuff. Uh, but I did mention in that episode that we would be talking eventually about this this topic that is so man, I am passionate about this. I am I am <laughs> and you'll probably hear that in this in this word today. Um, but we're gonna talk today about silencing the naysayers. I said we would. And I thought, when when's the time? And I thought, you know what? Now's the time because, again, with going into finishing off this year and starting a new year, we need to know how to silence the naysayers, okay? And some of you might be like, uh, what is she talking about? <laughs> like, what is a naysayer? I'm so glad you asked. We are going to get into all of that, okay? Lord, help us today. What is a naysayer. We're jumping right in. Okay. What is a naysayer? A naysayer is a person who criticizes, objects to, or opposes something. They're typically skeptical, negative, and they tend to discourage anyone and everyone from, from trying to succeed or from doing something great. Okay, that is a that is a naysayer. They they use the word can't a lot or the word no or don't. Okay. And I know as I'm reading this description, maybe somebody's coming to mind and you're like, oh, that's that's definitely a naysayer. Or, and I know sometimes we don't want to admit this, but maybe when you heard those descriptions of what a naysayer is, maybe 
your own self came to mind. And this episode, I'm not, I'm not here to point out other people's faults, okay? I'm not here to say like, you know that person that they're a naysayer and they're, you know, knock them down. <laughs> That's not what this is, okay? Because the reality is I have been my own naysayer from time to time. Okay, I have been my own skeptical, negative, you know, can't, um, you know, discouraging person to my own self at different periods of time in my life. And so this isn't a, a, you know, a a hate episode or an attack on on those people. But I want to bring it to light so that we can learn how to silence the naysayers, whether that be somebody else someone, you know, in your life or, or yourself. Okay. Um, naysayers are draining. And I would have to say, because I, I try to see the good in everyone that most of the time they mean well, right? They, they mean well. Um, however, they can drain the life out of you. They can, they can just take what, what good, you know what I mean? What good you have left. And you don't want you don't want that in your life. You don't want people that can drain you. And if you're not careful, uh, it can become so normalized and then you eventually become like them. So today I want to talk about how to silence them, how to silence the naysayers in our lives. And I'm going to share a personal story because that's what we do on the show, on the show. See, I'm saying, I'm just speaking it by faith. I'm saying show. I know it's like a podcast episode, but I'm, I'm just declaring, praise God, on this show. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about how to silence them, okay? And I share personal, personal references because that's what we do. We keep it real, okay? So I can remember going back now, um, 2019. Was it 2019? Yeah, 2019, beginning of 2020, when I started to tell people we were moving to Ottawa. And I share this story quite a bit because it was such a a big and profound like moment in my life. Um, but basically, like, I, I don't know, I have so many, like that whole experience hearing from God, you know, telling the people in my life, finding a place, moving here. Like there were so many, like so many facets to this, this experience. But uh, when it came to the naysayers, uh, they had a lot to say. They had a lot to say. And so I shared this story a lot because it was, it was a big moment for me in my life. Um, it taught me a lot, but it also it created, hmm, what's the word, disappointment in my life with certain people and certain situations, but it also made me stronger. It helped me to stand on the word and stand on what God gave me and not to rely so heavily on people's opinions and thoughts. So I'm going to share it because, yeah, that's what we do here. So I remember when I told people we were moving, and although it was a scary time, you know, like we were moving in the middle of the pandemic. I think it was like February, March, we went into like the beginnings of lockdown and we moved that July, like July 2020, we moved from Windsor to Stittsville in the middle of 
like the craziest time. And so, yeah, the move was scary, but I had a word from God and I was standing on that. I was confident in that. And so I started to tell the people in my life that, you know, we were making this move and we were excited uh, despite, you know, the pandemic, despite the craziness. And like I've said before, though, though people probably meant well, I want to just tell you what the naysayers had to say. And let me just make my disclaimer. I love these people still. I forgive them. I have no ill feelings towards anybody who had, you know, negativity to say about our decision. But let me just tell you what some of the naysayers. Okay, now I'm I'm a single mom at the time. I've decided to give God my yes. I'm making the biggest decision that I've probably ever made other than living for God. And I've decided to to move to a new city that I had no idea about, that I had only visited once at this point. And I start telling people because I'm excited. And I'll I'll get to, there's more to this, but I'm going to just tell you what some of them had to say. These are the things. Can you afford to live in a big city like that? What about your dad? Don't you don't you take care of your dad? What what about him? Or what about Jay's father? What about her dad? Or another one. I don't think that's the will of God for you. I don't think. Well, there's the problem. You're using your own thinking. But anyway, I don't think that's the will of God for you. Or how can you leave us? Or you know, will you be able to find friends or a church body to connect to? Or someone else said, you know, just wait till you get married and then, then, then you can move. Then you'll have someone to move with. Another one said, you'll regret it. <laughs> you'll regret it. Yeah, right. Another said, I think you're making a big mistake. Are you sure you've heard from God, Miss V? Are you sure? How can you do this? How can you do this? What are you, this was one that really got me. What are you running from? Are you sure you're not just, just running, running away from something? <laughs> oh, and the list goes on. Like, I can't even remember it all because I've tried to block out a lot of that negativity. And I want to believe that these kind souls meant the best for me, right? Because that is sometimes the case. People mean well for you, but they don't know how to express it. And, and sometimes fear, the fear of losing you, the fear of, you know, not having you around as their, you know, their everyday whatever. It can sometimes create this naysayer mentality in them. And they don't, I believe, I'm, I'm wanting to believe that they don't mean to be naysayers, but it happens it happens and it can taint that relationship. And so I had all these, I'm going to say, well-meaning people that became naysayers when I was about to do something that was so freeing and so exciting and so scary, but also so wonderful. And I had to hear all of this. Meanwhile, all I was standing on was the peace of God and a word that I had from him that said, go. It wasn't like the sky opened and, you know, there was an arrow pointing east and it said, you shall move thy, you know, child and self to Stittsville. It wasn't like that. All I had was a word that God gave me 
and, and, and peace and his peace. And he later on gave many confirmations, which I had to write down because it was so overwhelming. But I, I had, I had a word from God. I had peace from God. And then when I started to share, boom, here comes the naysayers speaking doubt, speaking fear, speaking negativity into my life. And I had to be careful. And I'm telling you, we have to be careful not to allow them or their words to have power over us. We have to learn how to silence the naysayers, silence the negativity, silence the people that, that doubt what God is doing in your life. I mean, we're coming up to Christmas here in a couple weeks, and I think about Mary, like the angel appeared to her. That's all she had to stand on was this word from the angel that said that she was going to bear this child. (laughs) She was going to carry, I mean, she was a virgin woman ready to be married to Joseph, and she hears that she's going to carry the Messiah? Like, what? What? That, that the Holy Spirit would fall upon her and she would become pregnant with the Messiah, it would be very easy for the, the town, the people to become naysayers. And, and, and even Joseph was like, he was like, wait, wait, wait a minute. And the angel had to appear to him too. And I don't think he intended to be a naysayer, but like, how's my virgin fiance, <laughs> okay, like about to be pregnant? right? It didn't make sense. And so sometimes what you share with others doesn't always make sense. And therefore it breeds this naysayer response. And so today I want to talk to us about how to silence that voice, how to silence those naysayers. I'm going to give us a few tips. And again, this is not a, you know, we hate them and we, we, you know, shut them down, take them down. No, this is not what this is. This is for your own sake, how to silence that so that you don't get discouraged, so that you don't lose faith in what God has told you, so that you don't lose faith in yourself. (laughs) Praise God. This is why we're talking about this. This is why we're going through this, because I think a lot of us get caught up in what the naysayers have to say, and whether that's someone else or yourself. And we get stuck, right? We get stuck in this rut. We get stuck in this place that is, it's a bondage. It's a trap. And because we're, we're so focused on the, we can't and don't do this and what if that and blah, blah, because we're so caught up on that, we never move forward into the fullness of what God has for us. So I'm going to give you a few tips. There's about seven or eight. <laughs> but I'm going to give you these tips, and, and I'm, I'm speaking to myself, okay? Because not that I have very many, if any, right now in my life, naysayers. But again, I'm being honest. I can be that person. Me, Victoria. Victoria Levitt, yes. I can be a naysayer to myself. I, don't, I try my very best not to be a naysayer to others, If someone brings an idea to me or something they want to start, I use my words to uplift. I try my very best to encourage, to uplift, to to let people know that I believe in them. and, And I always encourage them to seek the face of God when making a decision. Get peace. Get confirmation. Write it down. Write the vision. The Bible says make it plain. I I try to tell people, you know, that's what I would do. 
I rarely, rarely respond to someone sharing something with me with negativity. Rarely. And I mean, if ever, I try to never bring that perspective into a situation because how dare I? How dare I bring that onto someone and and put that weight upon them? Even if I'm afraid for them or even if I feel that it might not be the best decision for them, I can't I can't project that onto them. That's not fair. So if you are a naysayer, what you're doing is actually not fair to the person who loves you and trusts you and comes to you in confidence. But there's hope for you too, you little naysayer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm on one today. Please forgive me. Okay. Here's the tips. Tip number one. Don't share everything with everyone, okay? And that, listen, I had to learn that the hard way. Not everyone has good intentions. You can't share every goal, every vision, every, you know, thing that you feel in the spirit. You can't share that with everyone. One, first of all, not everybody is prepared for that. Not everybody is mentally prepared to hear that. And two, not everybody has your best interest at heart or in mind. So you can't just, I think the Bible talks about not to cast your pearls before swine. And that's a completely different context, but essentially don't give everybody everything. Okay. I I am a sharer. That's just kind of naturally who I am. I like to share sometimes the good and the bad, right? If you know something isn't so great, I'll ask, I'll reach out on Facebook for prayer or I'll ask, you know, my circle and I'll share things. But I really love to share the good. I really do because I feel like it encourages people. It it produces faith in others when they see, okay, this has happened for her. It can happen for me. Great. But your personal, whether it's a vision God gave you, whether it's a, a new goal you're about to reach, whether it's a, a new project you're about to start, you don't have to share it with everyone. This is a way to protect yourself from the naysayers. Don't share everything with everyone. There are things that my husband and I right now, we are praying about and we are talking to God about and we're just, we're preparing for. But listen, I'm not going to share that with everyone, and I'm definitely not going to share it today on this podcast because, one, we're waiting on God, we're listening, we're preparing, we're planning, we're thinking, we're, you know, deciding if we're ready to take this leap, and, like, there's so many things, but it would do me no good to share that with everyone and then have a naysayer come and be like, well, you guys aren't, well, you can't, well, what about this, and what about that, and what right? How how beneficial would that be? So tip number one, don't share everything with everyone. Number two, if possible, distance yourself from them. And you're like, well, how can I distance myself from my <laughs> dot, 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 <laughs> or my dot, dot, dot? Okay, maybe it's a spouse. I don't know. Maybe it's your parent. Maybe it's your leaders. Maybe it's your coworkers. I, I don't know. Maybe it's the barista at Starbucks, you know? Maybe she's just a negative Nancy. I don't know. But if possible, distance yourself from them. Do not keep close company with people who are naysayers. They will drain you. They will drain that good, that spark of hope within you. So if possible, and even if it's somebody in your household, you know what? You can distance yourself respectfully, 
You know, my mom used to always say, feed them with a long spoon. And I get it now. When she used to say that when I was younger, I'm like, what is she talking about? Feed them with a long spoon? You can still be within reach, but with a long spoon, there's distance. There's, you got to put up those walls sometimes, that barrier against the negativity. You got to protect, as I've said so many times, you got to protect your peace. I have to protect my peace. So if it means I got to distance myself from a naysayer, then so be it. Number three, evaluate where it's coming from. Is this a credible source? This person that's speaking negativity into my situation, into my life, is this person credible? How's their walk with God? How's their life? What are they doing in their life for change, for betterment? Where is it coming from? And look at the source and think, is this maybe what they're saying? Is it rooted in fear? Is that maybe why they're they're acting out in this way or they're speaking this negativity? Or is it jealousy? Maybe they've been wanting to make a move like that and you know they're they're feeling trapped in their situation. They're not willing to take that leap. So instead, they're projecting that onto you. Evaluate where it's coming from. You don't have to let I feel the Holy Ghost. You don't have to let everybody, not everybody can speak into your life. Evaluate the source. Listen, I've had many words over the years from many different people. I'm not even going to go down that road today, but I've had many people speak different things into my life or try to speak different things into my life and over my life. And if I had listened to all of that, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be married to Andrew. I wouldn't be walking in purpose. I wouldn't be doing this podcast, okay? Trust me, you cannot let everyone speak into your life. Evaluate where it's coming from. Tip number four, just straight up ignore them. (laughs) I know, you're like, really? Yes, really, just ignore. Ignore the naysayers. When they come at you, just put, you know what? I'm not, you know, kids, they can do that really well. They put their, their, fingers up against their ear and they're like, no, 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 I can't hear you. I can't hear you. That That's literally what I'm telling you you need to do. Maybe not the no, 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 I can't hear you part, but just ignore it. You got to learn how to, you know what? That's not for me. I don't receive that. I'm not taking that in. I'm not taking that upon me. I'm not, I'm not letting that in my spirit. Okay. Ignore the naysayers. And if it's you, if it's your own thoughts, ignore your own thoughts. Shut them down. Speak against them. My my therapist, God bless her. Oh, I miss her. She would always say, um, what was how did she word it? Almost like fight those negative thoughts with truth, right? Present the facts, she would say. Present the facts. I heard you, girl. I was listening in those sessions. Present the facts. So ignore the negative ones and present the facts. When you're telling yourself, I can't do this. I'm not strong enough to do this. Present the facts. Listen, back when I was going through this, I overcame. I can do this. I am strong enough to do this. Present the truth. Present the facts. And ignore the negativity. Ignore the doubts. Number five, don't engage just to prove yourself just walk away just walk away you know sometimes you have someone that's like well I you know you shouldn't do this because you know you can't you you don't have the to do this you don't have to prove yourself 
You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to validate yourself to nobody, <laughs> okay? And I, I'm telling you, you, <laughs> I feel that. You do not have to prove yourself to anybody but yourself, okay? And God, because he's the only one that validates you. And he's the only one you need that validation from. So don't engage when someone's trying to, well, blah, blah, don't engage. And if you, if need be, walk away. You're allowed to say, hey, I'm done with this conversation. You're allowed, I'm, t- I'm getting a little bold today because I've encountered naysayers in my life and mm, it creates this like, oh, this cloud over you when you, you're excited about something and then bam, they just knock it down. They just knock you down. So I'm bold. I'm, I'm passionate about this because I've seen too many people become victims of what naysayers have to say over their lives. Don't engage to prove yourself. Just walk away. Point number six, and I got to hurry because I don't know how many minutes I've been talking already. Use the word of God to, to fight against those words. Use the word of God. I am who God says I am. He is for me, not against me. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Use the word of God. That's your weapon. That is your weapon. Use it. <laughs> use it. I mean, don't use it to hurt others. Don't use it to, you know, beat other people up. Like, don't use the word to try to prove you're, you know, better than somebody. I'm not saying that. But when negativity comes, use the word as your weapon. It will fight for you. You won't even have to say anything. Just use the word of God. Amen? Number seven, surround yourself with people who speak life. Your circle, your core people. And let me just say, when I told my core people, the people that I know are in my corner, guess what? All they spoke was life. We're so happy for you. This is exciting. God's going to do great things. God's going to bless. And and I can't tell you how many of my core people were like, you watch. You're going to move and God's going to send you your husband. You know who you are. If you're listening to this podcast, thank you for speaking that into my life. <laughs> there were so many people that were like, you're going to get married. When you move, God's going to, you just, you need a change. You need a change. You need this change. You need this change of scenery. You need this change of pace. And God did it quicker than I imagined. (laughs) Praise God. And I'm so grateful. But surround yourself with people who speak life, people who are going to feed your soul, people who are going to uplift you and challenge you, but in a good way. Amen. And finally, number eight, think back to the vision or the promise God gave you and stand on that. I can't tell you how many times I had to go back to my little book where I wrote down, and it was funny because my title was like, God is calling us to Ottawa, to Stittsville. And I had like, you know, all these like little lines around it, like a, like it was a huge, huge thing, huge announcement. And then I just, I began to just write like what had happened. And then as confirmations and as words began to just pour in, I wrote everything down. And I remember looking back on it a few months after I had, you know, shared with the people that needed to know, you know, that we were moving. I remember, again, after some some naysayers got in there, I remember, no, 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 I got to go back to what God gave me. And I opened that book and I started reading from day one, you know, took a trip to Ottawa, da, 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 da. And as I read through it, I was like, it was almost like God gave it to me all over again. 
It was like he was renewing that word in me and renewing my faith in what he had said and his promise. And so when when naysayers come in, you got to think back to that vision that God gave you, the word that he gave you, and stand on that. I had to. That's all I had. That's all I had to prove that what was happening was really from God. And that was just that I could stand on his word and I could stand on his promise and the peace that passed all understanding. I didn't understand why. And really, I mean, yes, I've seen, I've seen him move and I've seen him do great things, but I'm like, I didn't, I didn't have a clue why God would send me from Windsor to Ottawa. I didn't have a clue. And even after a year of living here, I was like, I love it here. I'm so grateful. This is home. It's been home since the day I stepped foot off that train in 2019. I knew I was home. Well, home on earth. Heaven is our home. But on earth, I knew I was home. And I'm telling you, it was like all I had was that. (laughs) I didn't have any big long proof to show anyone. All I had was the word of God, a promise from God, and the peace of God. So stand on that, stand, stand on your word, stand on what he gave you, and, and don't look back. Don't look back. I would never look back. Praise God. Anyway, I'm going to go quickly through some scripture just to, again, when I say use the word of God, there are scriptures, there are so many, I could not list them all, but I just want to share a few of them with you uh, today, okay? Ephesians 4 verses 29 to, what verses it go down to, to 32. And it says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, naysayers, okay? But what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you. Get rid of the the naysaying with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. I love that. I love that, that, that portion of scripture. Use your words, use whatever proceeds out of your mouth, use it for good, for necessary edification. I love people who edify and who lift up and I love to be that person for others and for myself. Amen. Proverbs 15, verse 1, it says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. And verse 4, I can't talk today. Verse 4 says, A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. A wholesome tongue. Don't be a naysayer. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Be careful what you say. Oh, be careful, little mouth, what you say. (laughs) Isn't that a Bible school song? I don't know if it says little mouth, but. (laughs) Oh, be careful, big mouth, what you say. (laughs) For the Father up above is looking down with love. Be careful, big old mouth, what you say. Don't be a naysayer. Amen. Philippians 4 and 13, you guys all know it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Use this verse to fight against the negativity. Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things work for good to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. When someone says that won't work, 
I don't think that's a good idea for you. This is what you do. You say, you know what, ma'am, madam, sir, I know because God's word says so that all things work for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So if this is his purpose for me, it's going to work out. Amen. Amen. I got to get a little ghetto sometimes because these naysayers be getting under my skin. (laughs) Praise God. I'm just being silly. Please forgive me. I'm just, I'm in, I'm in one of those moods this, this morning, but I'm serious at the same time. Don't be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. First Corinthians 15 and 33. Bad company. Naysayers ruin good morals. You ever heard that, that term? Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Or bad company corrupts good character. Yeah. Yeah. Naysayers, they're contagious. They're contagious. We want to stay away from that type of person and those types of people and those types of environments. Amen. Finally, brothers, we all know this. We can quote it together. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on these things. Think on these things, not the negativity, not the doubt, not the criticism, not the judgment. Don't think on those things, but think on what is true, what is honorable, what is lovely. Amen. If it's worthy of any praise, think on those things. Praise God. That was Philippians 4 and 8. Titus 3 and 10. As for a person who stirs up division, after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him. And I think that goes back to one of my tips. If possible, distance yourself from them. The Bible is literally telling you if if they stir up division, they stir up negativity, they're a naysayer. You've warned them once, hey, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that negativity, that negative talk. If they're not listening to you and they continue to speak that into your life, have nothing more to do with them. And I know that's hard. That's a harsh, it's a harsh reality but not everybody can be in your your circle. Not everybody is for you. Know your people. I, I said it the other day. I was talking to some young people. Like, your people are going to love you regardless. Your people have your back. Your people are in your corner. They don't judge you by your mistakes. They don't, they don't ridicule you and, and talk down to you. Those aren't your people. Now there's 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 going to be times where, you know, the people you love can can guide you. You know, you have to be able to take correction. None of us are above correction, and I'm not talking about that. But the negative people, those are not your people. And if you are one of those negative people, there's there's hope for you still. You can change, you can be different. Submerge yourself in the word and in the presence of God. And allow him to change those things about you. Allow him to, to make you new, to change that character flaw that, that causes you to be so negative all the time. There's hope for you. I still love you. I still love all the naysayers that I've come across over the years. I love them because God loves them. And I can only love them because God allows me and gives me the strength to love them still. 
And I love myself even when I get like that, even when I get into that negative funk, you know? I love myself still and I have to I have to just let the holy the holy spirit wash me and just wash away those thoughts and let his word change me and change my thinking so that I can turn around and speak life into myself and to others. So, I hope that you know this wasn't too harsh of a word for today. I know it came across bold, but I had to be bold because I can't watch, I can't sit back and watch people hurt people and watch people tear down other people's dreams and other people's focus and other people's goals and and desires for life because of their own negativity. I was talking to my husband the other day and we, we both were saying like hurting people hurt people. And when I had some of those negative naysayers speaking to me, I was like, I know that you're you're speaking from a place of hurt. This isn't really how you feel. And maybe deep down inside, you're really happy for us. But hurting people hurt people. And so when you when you come across someone who's just constantly negative, 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 just know that they're probably hurting they're probably hurting. They've probably dealt with naysayers themselves and have thus now become what they disliked at one point, what they despised maybe even at one point. Hurting people hurt people. Bad company corrupts good character. Be careful of your, your surroundings and choose your people wisely. So that that's my word for today. I know I, I spoke, I don't even know how many minutes, but anyway, I spoke for too long. <laughs> I know you got things to do, places to be, people to see, and Christmas shopping to do. And uh, you know what? Let me not go there, but don't spend all your money on Christmas gifts, okay? Spend time with people. We spent almost two years disconnected, locked down, this, that, masked up, couldn't have more than five people in your home. Gifts are nice. And maybe you're one of those people that gift giving is your love language, and, and that's okay. But this Christmas, try and just be present. Spend time with people. Speak life into them. Give them the gift of a word of faith and encouragement. Amen. I'm done. I'm done for today. God bless you guys. I'm, I didn't come to preach, but I feel a preaching spirit coming on me right now. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, send your offering. Go ahead. Bless the ministry. In Jesus' name. Have a blessed day, guys. Love you so much. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to Real Talk with Miss V. Let's stay connected. Follow, subscribe, share, tell your mama, tell your daddy. Tune in every week for another word with Miss V. I hope you have a blessed day.